never heard of. Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. Eric Burgett again on the intro, man. Sounding good. It really does sound like he wrote that for us, doesn't it? <laughs> it I think does. he did. Did he really? Yeah, we'll just take that. Yeah, we're just going to say he did. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Should we say it's our, was our idea, too? Yeah. I mean, like, the words? Mm-hmm. We helped with the lyrics. Yeah. We at least inspired them, I, to a certain extent. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> common folk across America right. yeah. inspired that, mm-hmm. for right. sure. We're just trying to get credit for something we haven't done. Because it's all—I mean, it was all him and his and his uh, yeah. cohorts that, like, they his they people. wrote they I wrote mean, the music together. But yes, yeah, they they came up with the lyrics, the song, the melody. They did all that, but we cut it up and turned it into an intro. You Boom! Know? And now everyone's heard it. Right. So. Yeah. Eric <laughs> Burgett, B U R G E T T T T double T's. Go out on uh, the socials and find him. He's releasing a ton of music lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's got some pretty cool songs. Yep. Farm Kid. Um, yeah, man. Il- from Illinois. Yeah, pretty so. close. Have you ever been? You haven't been to his farm. Have not. Nope. Okay. No, but he's pretty active on IG, isn't he? Yeah. He's got a lot That's of... That's where I see him yeah. the most. Very active. But I'm not yeah. super big on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's on there. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Facebook. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I bet he's on everything. Probably TikTok, too. I think too. I've, I've seen him the most on IG, which I've I've kind of taken a little bit of a break from Instagram. And I'm more on Twitter now, which it's football season and sports people, they have to be on Twitter. Oh. That's, a, that's like a thing. Oh, really? Why? It is a weird subculture. What, is, what are we missing out on? You're missing out on scores as soon as they happen, then everyone's opinion on what happened during the game. Yeah. And and that's exciting? Um, it gives well, if you want to stay in the know. Yeah, if you want to stay in the know. <laughs> Why you, can't you just watch the game? Oh, God, I wish we could just watch there's the too, game. There's too many games, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, on yeah. Twitter, you could, like, you could be dialed into all of the ones at the same time. But, you, okay, so, like, on Twitter, you have your, let's say, your 10 people that you follow the most. So that's what gets fed to you the most. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so that you know that they're watching Monday Night Football as well. And when anything happens, a bad call, a guy makes a terrific catch, or he drops a pass he should have caught, everybody has a take on it, and two or three of them are just funnier than hell, right? You know, they get the perfect meme, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just, it's this addictive thing. It's it's almost like a drug. I guess you could consider it a drug because it's feeding on your dopamines and all that type yeah. of stuff. So you're literally watching the game, uh-huh. have your phone out, yeah. and you, just flicking through it, you but then to. you're not talking to people. Uh, you you if uh, you kind of are because then you're Cause gonna then you you're sh- gonna retweet it or or comment on the tweet like you have a funny one liner that you want to get in there and yeah but you're not talking to the people next to you well you're talking to all the well, people. well you can do that too they're you're looking talk- at the same tweet oh my gosh you got <laughs> boys can multitask you're talking to is all that the a thing people on the socials yeah yeah well I'm just, I'm, just I'm thinking not- <laughs> don't we talk to our children about let's have live conversations get off your phones. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but okay, it, this so, is different. This is Monday oh, night football. Okay, okay. Okay. But isn't it Monday now, <laughs> Wednesday on Amazon, Thursday? On, isn't the, it almost every day? The NFL is a monster and it is trying to take over the world. I think it is. So yes, it's mm-hmm. Thursday night football. Uh now they got a couple Friday night games. Yeah. Um, Sunday for sure, Monday. Sunday, all day Sunday, you know, kick off at yeah. 11 a.m. Uh then you got your Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, yeah. So that sucks for the girls that and guys that just don't like it, yeah, period. They're just dying. I like it on. There's not a m- massive team that we're like, rah. Aren't you but, guys Titans fans? Yeah. Joel is, well, right? Our Joel kid is, is yeah. yeah. But, I mean, we we just kind of go we're with the We're going flow. to a game, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Fun. I know. Chiefs? They're yeah. coming to KC. Yeah. yeah. For his birthday. Yeah. Yep. So he's pretty pumped. So, yeah. That's very cool. So he's got to be a big um, Bussin' with the Boys fan, right? What is that? Oh, huh. Okay. <laughs> so no, we're that's a, special over here. It's an extremely popular new podcast, and one of the co-hosts is a former linebacker of the University of Nebraska. Oh. And his one of his last gigs, uh, he was a linebacker for the Tennessee Titans. Oh, okay. And um, now he co-hosts, and it's based out of Nashville. 
and his co-host is a current member of the Titans, hmm. uh, Taylor Luan, who played for Michigan and now is a left tackle, big dude, mountain of a dude. Um, but it's funny that dude, they're very they're very good together. Really, you know what I mean? Huh. And it's just hilarious. And and uh, Will Compton is the linebacker's name. Okay. Um, and, but he just he is a Husker through and through, and he's got funny tweets throughout. Like so, if you follow him on Twitter. Like he probably had ten or twelve tweets during the Monday Night Football game. Oh, really? And you know, five or six of them were pretty funny. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He wore his Henry, Derrick Henry jersey today. Yeah. But I guess we'll have to follow that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You'd like it. Bustin', I know. Bussing with the boys. You're you're the sports guru. Yeah. Ben, yeah. you enjoy sports, but it's not like a. Oh, I, I mean, I love playing sports. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not a big like. Mm-hmm. I'm not big into like following all of it. Yeah. I feel like I have too many things going on already. <laughs> well, I don't get crazy about it. You know, like I like the Chicago Bears, but it doesn't ruin my Sunday if they lose. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Huskers used to be that way, um, but they've just conditioned their fan base so much so that losing's acceptable. It's like, you know what's happening. It's a, yeah, it's it's a, like, a, oh, mm-hmm. we're just going to come out and try to play, but we're probably uh, going to lose it's, today. It's apathy, man. It's, it's pathetic. <laughs> it I feels like, it. though, like the first like 10 or 15 minutes of every game, we're like, Oh shit! Yeah, here, here we go. go. Like here this we go. is. Oh man, we're on it today, and then <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. the rest of the game. Yeah. Dang it! Yeah, yeah, and you're just better off not being as invested as me and some of the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hardcore uh, yeah. Husker fans out there. <laughs> well, you got some good topic today, right, Andy? Yes, yes, we do. Uh, this kind of. Uh, came across my desk, I guess, and kind of caught my eye. And I thought, you know, this might be something we want to dive into on the old Common Folk podcast. Uh, And that is that the United States government now wants to have individuals register their personal gardens. Hmm. Holy sakes. I feel like um, the more and more that we do work, you know, with the stuff we talk about, like we run into these things every single day, like something comes out and it's like, what in the heck are they talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, from a, from a common folk perspective, it's yeah. like, this doesn't even make any dang sense. Yeah. You know, we're just out here trying to do our thing and survive and whatever. Yep. Um, to me, the topic is about like, in general, personal liberties, as far as like, what, what, you can and can't do what you're allowed to to do and not mm-hmm. do, which you know for your typical American, the idea of saying you're allowed to do this or not allowed to do that that don't that don't play well. No, that goes against everything that was kind yeah. of written down on that piece of paper yeah. in 1776, right? Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so all that's been kind of building up, and then it's it's like okay, well, yeah, you can do this, but we're going to need you to tell us about it. Mm-hmm. And that was something that you brought up to to us the other day because you said you had you had seen this and mm-hmm. and of course you know where we come from, I mean, I my family one of the one of the biggest things that my grandfather did every single year mm-hmm. was grow a garden. Mm-hmm. So good. And I spent so much time working in that thing to my dismay. Like <laughs> when I was a kid, <laughs> yep, yep. it was like. You got to go out and water that thing, and it take like two hours to water it. Sure, you know. Yep. Water you got to go out there, pull the weeds out, like you know, yeah. do this, do that. Help Grandpa put the put the tomatoes in the ground. You know, all these mm-hmm. kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, you know, it was kind of it was like, ah, oh, this sucks. You know, whatever. But then when you get older, you realize that was freaking awesome. A lot and of now, good things. And came now out I want to do it. So, yeah. my family, we spent a ton of time doing this, and I've always had, in one way or another, Morgan can attest to it. Some small spinoff of that. Yeah, yeah. We've always wanted to do it. You know, we've always had fun with it. Yeah. Um, would never have been something that we could rely on for the whole season. Like, right. still got to go to the grocery store. I was going to ask: Is yeah. was your grandpa's garden so big that they would do like canning? Because there's a lot of oh, people sure. up in Lynch where yeah, that was a that was a couple of days set aside. You know, in the fall yep. where we got to do canning now and they'd fill up the cellar. Full yeah. of canned tomatoes, asparagus, all that yeah. good stuff. Grandma 100%. canned a ton. Yeah, wow. yeah they canned awesome. everything they picked. They yeah. canned, and and it would be like, I mean, the garden would be like, it'd be massive, mm-hmm. you know. So all that was getting pulled, but that was the generation that they came from. Mm-hmm. You know, that all needed yeah. to be prepared and ready, and so on and so forth. And, and there's a lot of folks that, that have been doing those kinds of things. You know, if we go back to 
there was an episode that we put out not too long ago that was a uh, replay from that family in Iowa that got flooded out. Mm-hmm. And uh, their house that got flooded in the basement, the lady there had a full-on canning oh, operation. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I every, I'm that. talking yeah, about yeah. everything, man. Like yeah. she had a stove for it. She had mm-hmm. all the cellar area, all the kinds of things. And this is what a lot of people do mm-hmm. and always have. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's something that Ashley's always been wanting to uh, get into. And it, it reminded me of the stove. It has that burner that goes down, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of ours had an antique, stove in their basement that when they bought their house in Midtown Omaha, it was just part of the house, right? It's just big, heavy thing. Good luck getting it out. And they didn't want to throw it away, but they're doing some remodeling. Well, out in our cabin, we had a, and you've been there, we had like a piece of garbage from the eighties was our stove. Yeah. And, uh, it was kind of on the fritz. Um, so they said, Hey, would you want this? Would you have any? And we're like, man, that would fit perfectly in the cabin. And that's what's out there now. Mm. And it works great. Yeah. Really? You know, it's a big old huge yeah. <laughs> monstrosity, but it has that it has that canning burner that drops mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't even think it's pretty I didn't cool. Know that they had that. I didn't know that was a thing. Was I don't think I've seen that. Such a a common thing. Yeah, yeah. part of you know part of the for way it was. so long. And like anything else, you know, the stuff that we talk about, all of these changes kind of come out of convenience. So it or be- inconvenience. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like it, it became a thing where it was just so much easier to go to the grocery oh, store. Oh, yeah, buy a can. the stuff was always there yeah. mm-hmm. and it's ready. 79 cents or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to doing all of it yourself. But it's kind of like some of that's coming back around. And I feel like that's why, you know, what you stumbled across, what you stumbled across, mm-hmm. where like, oh, now they want to know that you're doing it. Well, I got I got some things that I think feed into that, but where I was coming from as far as the inconvenience, and this is how it's gone full circle. Back in the mid 1940s, our government was saying, "Hey, plant your own garden." Like all of our resources are going into World War II. Take care of yourself, help your country out right now. And now it's gone full circle to where our government's saying, "You're growing stuff for yourself? Why are you doing that? Tell us about that. What do you got going on there?" Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like it's a complete 180 of the way it used to be. And we joke about this. Uh, anyway, uh, it's a bad joke, but oh, the good things that came from COVID. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, one of the things that kind of fell out from that, a lot of people took up gardening and a few things went into that. At first, it was just um, kind of like a hobby for something to get outside, do something. People enjoyed it. People sure. liked it. Yeah. It helped with uh, stress and mental health and all those things, you know, kind of the byproduct of gardening. But also, throughout 2020, food scarcity was a real thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember when toilet paper was even, you know, hard to come by? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this, I thought this was pretty cool. 55% of American households engage in gardening activities now. That is way up. Uh, COVID pandemic created, and I'm getting this from a gardening statistics webpage here, 18.3 million new gardeners since 2020. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. And the people that did garden... Forty-two percent of them garden even more. So, like you're seeing, you're seeing kind of a twofold thing. The people that were already gardening are gardening way more than mm-hmm. they were, and you also have a whole whole new influx. Let's see here, and twenty-nine percent of these new new gardeners are millennials. So that's pretty cool yeah. too when you think yeah. about that. Yeah. So yeah. those numbers had to have come in, and Since what the government was like? Oh, we got to crack down. We got to monitor this. Like, where does this? Well, you know, I think the first uh, indicator or something that uh, like a government would care about is the gardening retail sales. They increased from uh, in 2018 or 2018 uh, gardening retail products went from a 4.6 increase in revenue all the way up to an 8.8 doubled in 2020. And that was just right away. That's just gardening related yeah, like Products. garden hoses, little handheld ho- yeah. tools, mm-hmm. um, tomato seeds, sure. things of yep. that nature. So yep. when you see a double in sales like that, okay, now I need to get my hand in So it. now they're monitoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, I also <laughs> – I, I have some theories, uh, you know, that can kind of take us down a, a path as to, you know, why why they're so interested and why they want to know this information. But I kind of wanted to go to the, the website itself and, and read it to you. It's, it's called the, 
the People's Garden Initiative. And uh, <laughs> it's a really nice little website. And it says, join the People's Garden Initiative today by completing this registration form. Your garden will be posted on a map on USDA's website. And we'll send you a People's Garden sign to display. Oh, so you're like part of a group, and <laughs> you feel so oh, special. Yeah. Like and it's, a pat on your back. And but it's that's like green. if you think if you think about that, like so, take a sign as an example, like where we're sitting right now. Mm-hmm. You know where our garden is. It's right. It's right behind you. Mm-hmm. It's it's out there in the dirt. So <laughs> we <laughs> we register get and a get a sign, and we're gonna stick it right there. <laughs> yeah, like no one is ever going to see that. How dumb is that? So are they targeting? Like folks, it's it's like uh, suburban folks. Yeah, yeah this they is must a, be. this is a big urban and and the one in the name of the website is even urban agriculture at usda.gov. Mm, yeah. Okay, so that's one of the websites you're supposed to go to to give them all your criteria. So then you have you also have this whole like debate with people who live in neighborhoods and they're they're changing their their grass mm-hmm. to gardens. Mm-hmm. And like, if they do it in their backyard, the neighborhood's like, okay, that's fine. Nobody can see it. If they do it in their front yard, they start getting fines and stuff <laughs> because it's like, Jeez. it's like an eyesore. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yep, yep. Like a like and, a dead truck or something. Right. And and I'm for it. I mean, it's not an eyesore to me. No. You know? And 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 people have to like, they're all required to to upkeep their yard. They're mm-hmm. required to mow it. They're sure. required to keep the weeds down. So on and so yep. forth. So if you're required to upkeep your garden as well, yeah. I mean, come on, like no big deal. If it's you don't cool. have a bunch of corn and like massive weeds overtaking it, so, it yeah, just as looks long like it's a, not weedy, yeah, yeah and, and all that. But I, I think that's a whole lot better use of the land. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, but what mm-hmm. uh, traditional grasses are doing to, you know, like the environment and you know, these neighborhoods and how they're getting over plowed with fertilizers and on and on and on and you know, all this kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, that's a whole yeah. different thing, but yeah, why not? Like let people have the dang gardens. Yeah. Well, why is that so bad of a thing? And, uh, you know, I started researching this and it sends you down a rabbit hole. So like, you know, bouncing around all these different journals and websites and, and listening to different interviews from different folks. So I, I have a few outtakes that I want to play for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's um, hear it. And then we can uh, kind of have our put our own thoughts on that as well. But uh, one like little tidbit that was thrown out there, and you know it's not an argument, and I'm not trying to stir the pot. I'm just stating a fact. But one of the biggest tools for a fascist or a communist dictator was to cause famine, to cause a food mm-hmm. shortage, mm-hmm. to control yeah. its people, whether it was Mao in China or Stalin in the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not. Being controversial, right. I'm just it's telling just you that's what it, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. And we were already seeing food shortages in the United States, and now our government's just sliding in saying, hey, you're trying to support yourself? You're trying mm-hmm. to grow your own garden? You better t- you better log that in with us. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a sign, and we'll put it on our website map. Mm-hmm. Hey. Isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so anyway, these uh, little cuts came from a very popular – uh, show and podcast called Timcast IRL. It's Tim Pool. Um, he's he's been after it for a while now. He's gotten to be a really big influencer on YouTube, and his podcast is tremendously big. He's a he's a regular guest on the Joe Rogan podcast, mm-hmm. and he gets pretty big guests himself. Sweet. And one of his regulars now, or a guy that you see on his uh, show quite often or hear from, is Luke Rodkowski. And he's uh, been after it for a while, too. He he founded We Are Change, and that's an independent media organization that promotes right-wing and libertarian values. So already, you know, that he's going to have critics. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just from that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, um, and when I played these clips, I, I want to make it clear that I don't agree with everything he says, you know, and I, I don't think everyone should agree on everything. That's... You know, but sure. what what he says, he believes and he's informed and he's done a lot more research than I. So uh, this particular uh, podcast that they were doing when I grabbed these little snippets, it was talking about how modern day food like from your grocery store is become more and more detrimental to men's health. That's where this conversation started. Mm. And then it went down this path, kind of like we're going down this path with – <laughs> Why does the government need to know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I'll just 
what the heck? Why not start playing some? Yeah. Here, here we go. Well, you know, there's there's a, a huge decline in uh, sperm in reproductive rates in IQ in people's health. There's a huge increase of uh, people being fat. There's a huge increase of, of people not being healthy. There's a huge increase of respiratory diseases and uh, heart ailments that have been dramatically increasing all over the world. And you know, it, it's fair to say that there has been something happening that has utterly devastated and destroyed the modern men there's a lot of things chemically happening right now a lot of people are blaming plastics for it as plastics have been found in people's bloodstreams uh there's there's a chemical warfare happening right now that is affecting not just the human body but the human mind and i think this is why a lot of people have been going crazy this is why i think there's more homelessness uh there's a bigger homelessness problem out there than there was before which is usually linked to a mental health crisis i think right now we are going through some kind of medical intervention that that is not natural that is destroying human life on this planet so, wow yeah so once again that's that's luke rudkowski and uh he's a he's a big voice when it comes to conspiracy theories um uh he kind of became famous by getting in the face of politicians and asking them tough questions and then when they would tell him to get bent or start walking away he would press the issue that's kind of how he mm-hmm. uh, got his his got name his yeah. name and his notes and he's He's a brilliant dude as well. He's he's made some pretty good documentaries that, you know, you, <laughs> you can't watch him and just disagree with everything. Yeah, you know, right. you got to give the dude a little bit of uh, credit here and there. And uh, what he's talking about, you know, it, it dovetails into into other things that we've already talked about. You know, like why, how some foods just aren't as nutritious as maybe they once were. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? So, um it's not like so many things they're intertwined it's not yeah. just this or that right and for whatever reason the center piece of it all there is always seems to be some big government influence on it mm-hmm. and he's going to dive into it a little bit more here but once again this is luke rudkowski not andy classen <laughs> saying, <laughs> saying all this <laughs> There's two motives here. One is profit and incentive, and I think the other one is deliberate, and I think both are playing a part here. I think there's a few people that are saying, too many people in this world, we have to intervene. We have to incentivize the use of GMOs. We have to incentivize the use of glassophyte. We have to incentivize the use of high-fructose corn syrup. Real quick, there are people, like Bill Gates, who have publicly stated there are too many people. And that's Tim Poole interjecting right there, the main host. Okay. And we have to take action. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, beyond that, you know, there's there's corporations that are incentivized to do this because then big industries like corn, high fructose corn syrup, and glyphosate are subsidized and of course given to these corporations for very cheap. They of course give it out to the general public and whether it's seed oils, high sugar, or or just the, the chemicals that are banned in so many other countries, we give it to our children. The diet that our children are given is absolutely horrendous. It's leading to brain defects and it's leading towards a destroyed civilization that of course won't be able to get up from its feet because because it's being bombarded with poisons. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah, he gets pretty deep pretty quick there. Yeah. Uh, and there's a couple of things there that we especially have to be careful of because right off the bat, he's attacking corn farmers. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't argue with the fact that they are heavily subsidized. And I, I've talked to farmers that, you know, have told me with the big old, you know, shit-eating grin well, the best thing that could happen to me is a hailstorm early on, so then I won't have to cultivate a crop, but I'll still get paid for it. And if it does grow, I'll get to sell the seed from it. Mm-hmm. So he'll get to profit two or three times off of it if he doesn't grow a crop. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, – I think it's like anything else. There's a lot of misnomers there, mm-hmm. you know, a lot yeah. of things that people um, don't fully understand. If we had some of the folks that we know very well – who are heavily involved in farming, mm-hmm. um, give them a chance to kind of, kind of, re- give some rebuttal to that. Yeah, yeah. There definitely would be another perspective. Sure. Um, but you know, I, I mean, from what I know, and dealing with guys, and we don't row crop farm ourselves, mm-hmm. but we deal with a lot of row crop farmers. Um, you, it, there's no doubt that. 
if your crop gets damaged, gets hailed out, so on and so forth, you will absolutely make less money than mm-hmm. if it if it went full term and you were able to harvest it right. and do your thing. There's no doubt about that. And the, I buy that. Yeah. yeah. The um the the questions at those at that point would be all of the costs. Mm-hmm. So like fuel's ridiculous. You know, the input costs are ridiculous. All these kinds mm-hmm. of things. Like if, if that keeps climbing, mm-hmm. that will definitely change things. But I, I honestly don't know a farmer who would rather have their crop hailed out than, right. than see it, full, you know, full through. And just morally speaking, I think 99% of all farmers out there, row crop or otherwise, they don't, they want to be honest and grow a crop and sell it. I think that for the most part, yes. But absolutely. there's also, now we have a, a governmental influence subsidizing something. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, it skews things. It skews your motives. It skews what you can make. It skews what you plant in the first place. Yep. There's a, a lot of people, farmers out there that wouldn't have even bothered to put in this type of hybrid of corn mm-hmm. had it not been for a subsidy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, and that's where more where I'm coming from. I don't want to attack farmers, right? I mean, that's where I grew up. That's my people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have to understand or at least acknowledge that some things get off kilter when a government program gets entered into the mix. Yeah. And yeah, I, th- I think that's sure. fair to say. I agree. Yep. The, those influencing factors, um, you know, the, there's a lot of money moving in and out one way or another, mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, and, and he mentioned when he was talking on that, uh, one of the things he talked about was GMOs. And okay. I, you know, okay. and that's yep. a whole nother yep. conversation, yeah. but- yep. But it's it's a genetically modified mm-hmm. organism. Yeah, uh, it's something that it's kind. Of, it, it, there's so many there's so many sides to it, but it's something that's been built in order to produce massive production. Right, and it's almost out of necessity, right? Right. Yeah, I'm not scared of GMOs as like yeah. what maybe some people are. What what I thought you were going to pick up on our catch there was the glyphosate. That was another yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, he threw yep. the, he threw that in there, yep. and just other other journals, other things that I've listened to, um, really do show that when glyphosate was introduced, that's when problems like anxiety, ADHD, uh, all these mental health, you know, uh, <laughs> shortcomings, if yeah. you will, you know, they also rose, and they've been rising ever since the introduction of mass glyphosate across the nation. So gly- glyphosate is a weed killer mm-hmm. that, so people understand, and a lot of people listening to this probably will understand, but a lot of them won't. Right. The The GMO crop, so let's just take a corn, corn crop as an example, mm-hmm. has been genetically engineered to be able to withstand a treatment of glyphosate. Uh, so what that means is that the farmer can go out there and spray that glyphosate Mm -hmm. and everything around that corn is going to die, but the corn's not going to, because it's been genetically engineered to be able to withstand that treatment. Yep. Yes. So, uh, and, and there's a lot of studies. I I don't know which ones are true, which ones aren't. Right. There's a lot out there. Yeah. Where they say like, okay, you know, if, if you spray it at this time and you give it X amount of time before harvest, then it's all gone. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's not going to make its way into the food supply and so on and so forth. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But I do know that there are regulations on that. And I don't know who sets those regulations. And most folks that I know. And who who (laughs) follows them? Someone's going to have to follow them. Well, yeah. And 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 they are legally required to follow these these guidelines. Yeah, yeah. but sometimes when it comes down to it, like stuff has to be done when it has to be done. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. But the the fact is, is that without being able to do that, uh, a farmer couldn't raise the corn crop today mm-hmm. that they're raising as far as like 100%. The, the results. You're 100% yeah. right. And so yep. we as a society have to figure out what are what are we okay with? Because we need all of mm. that. Mm-hmm. We need all that that food and that fiber and that fuel. We need all of that. Yep. Yep. So, and this is the way we're getting it today. So, how if if you don't like it, like what's the what's the next move? So, you know? and 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 the the big study that caught my eye that 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 I end up diving into was um, the rates of uh, babies born with Down syndrome um, 
just has been just on a gradual increase. Mm-hmm. And that increase began when glyphosate started to hit the mass market. Really? And they like, once again, I'm not saying it's glyphosate, mm-hmm. but you can just go ahead and look at a graph and mm-hmm. look at how much was applied then and to today, and they mirror one another. Okay? okay. That's that's all. And once again, it's undeniable. It's just it's just out there. It's just information that's out there. Yeah. So I got one more clip here from Luke, and this Ben dives into your why, like why mm-hmm. he thinks or what he thinks is going on. And once again, it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> it's Luke. <laughs> And it's crazy when you realize most of the big fast food chains, except for Papa Jones, um, it's it's weird chemicals you're eating. You can't you can't produce. Or, I'm sorry, you can't pronounce. Yet you don't care that you're eating it. That that to me is just weird. Yeah, and your body can't break it down, so your body is in a constant state of inflammation that it can't deal with. And when it's inflamed, it has a hard time processing and working well. And if your gut's not working well, your brain is not working well, since your brain is dependent on the chemicals produced in your gut. And I and I think a lot of this is deliberate because if you could destroy someone's health, if you could destroy someone's sanity and mental clarity, you could more easily enslave them because if you have them in a pathetic fat state you have them in a state where they don't respect themselves and if you don't respect yourself you're not going to stand up for yourself and therefore you're a lot easier to squash you're a lot easier to control you're a lot easier to manipulate and i think there's a big agenda happening and this is my own personal opinion that this is all engineered and planted and created in a way specifically to hurt us in the the worst possible way wow yeah so Yeah, I mean, we're going from why does the government want to know if we're growing a garden to make our own food, to, to here, here's yeah. what here's why he right. thinks you know he mm-hmm. he's going to the the straight up end of end all extreme yeah for sure a globalist type of federation that wants to control everything mm-hmm. and it, it it all adds up when you start diving into it. Think of all the shitty foods at the grocery store yep. that are cheap that yep. come from subsidies, uh, you know. Once again, I'm not attacking corn farmers, but a lot of that stuff is made with high fruit corn fructose fructose syrup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if I'm growing a garden, it's just going to be raw goods, carrots, tomatoes. Right. You right. Know? Yep. And that type of stuff is really healthy for you. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of hard to argue with. There's, it's, um, man. Again, you know, this theme keeps coming back in almost everything that I interact with in my life. And we've talked about this with a number of things on the podcast and it's convenience. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is very inconvenient to grow your own garden. Although I have to say it's really not that hard. It's not that hard, but it's, but the thing is, is that it's, it's it's work consuming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've got to go in there. You've got to till the ground. You've got to, you've got to get the soil right which isn't too big of a deal you got to get the seeds in there you have to you have to care for it you have to make sure it's got water you have to uh you know the the weeds are inevitably inevitably going to pop up you've got to pull the weeds you've got to take care of all these things maintain it and and you know you take a tomato plant like the tomato plant needs pruning you know you've got to go out there and you've got to pick some of these Ah. extra growths and all the things that yep. come along with this. The point is, is that it's an effort. Mm-hmm. It's very, very convenient to say, eh, I don't need to do all that. Like the grocery store is always fully yeah, stocked. Yeah, they have tomatoes. Sure. I'll go get those. It's very yeah. convenient. It's very convenient until it's not convenient anymore. Right, you right. Know? But the point is, is that it, it, it it's just so much easier for folks. So that convenience enters in the, the picture and then these kinds of things are allowed to happen, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, you take you just take society in general. I mean, it would be extremely hard to go to any of these major metropolitan areas and have any of those folks on some kind of scale amongst themselves take care of their own food needs. Like that's that would be almost impossible. Right. You get out here to the country. Yeah. In the rural area, you could do it. Yeah. We can do it. Like we can raise cattle. We can have our garden. We can have all these things. But you get into these major metropolises, and and that's just not really well, an option. But this is one of those encouraging things from those <clears throat> stats I was reading to start off with. Thirty five percent of U.S. households grow vegetables, fruits, and other food, and a lot of them are within their apartment, out on their balcony, mm-hmm. something okay. like that. So to your point, yeah, it's not a full on sustainable thing, but you know, throughout a 
a summer they're picking fruits off of that every yeah. so often. Yeah. Um, and I think it's pretty cool that it's not easy, yet 55% of Americans are now partaking in it. it I, you know, that's that's the populace turning around saying, you know what? I'm not going to rely on the government taking care of me mm-hmm. or supplying me with my food. I'm going to do something about it. It takes some ownership. Yeah. yeah. When in you know, like we talked about in the beginning, like the canning thing, if you've gardened enough and there's plenty of people that have listened to this that know hundred percent, they're probably yelling at the radio right now. Like you, you're going to harvest whatever that uh, particular vegetable is that you're growing or fruit mm-hmm. or whatever in this little window. And you have to make that last. Right. So for that little window, yeah. I mean, I got tomatoes every night, mm-hmm. no sweat, but here comes, uh, October, November, yep. we don't have any tomatoes left. Yeah. So now what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if you've done all of that, that whole process of harvesting them, prepping them, canning yep. them, all these kinds of things, now you've got it taken care of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can remember as a kid growing up, there was always one day in the fall where we would go out to a local farmer that would plant sweet corn. And, you know, they'd do like a half a bag, so more than enough for their family and all their friends and stuff. So after, you know, you'd always get your shot to go out there and pick corn, right? Mm-hmm. And so we'd go pick a bunch of corn, and then mom and dad would have their electric knives and be sawing down the sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we'd be filling up Ziploc bags and throwing those in the freezer. That was just part of one day of the fall for us every there year. You go. Yeah. You know, but that's how you, once again, gardening. When they definitely. What your grandma did. I mean, I have very clear memories, and she has now passed, of us, just her basement loaded. Mm-hmm. She always mm-hmm. had l- two freezers. Yeah. She would have us yeah. literally come grocery shop her basement of canned <laughs> goods, frozen corn, meat yeah. from a cow. Like, what? Who does that? How amazing was mm-hmm. that when we were young and and she came from that generation, yeah. you know, that 1945, mm-hmm. where it was like, no, plant your own garden, take care of yourself. You don't know, mm-hmm. you know. And we just mm-hmm. recently did that with corn. We, we had did. a yep. bunch of sweet corn. We froze a ton of it. Froze a ton of it, and it's a freaking amazing. Oh yeah, it's sweeter, tastes and better. And you just did a thing of sauce of tomato sauce mm-hmm. for spaghetti. Yep. Made and sauces, shit, Annie, That was yep. yeah, legit. It's yeah. good stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, stuff. it took a little bit of time. Right? I mean, obviously, that's all thing. of it. That's, that's that whole but, convenience factor. Yeah. You enjoyed it. Of course, it was way more time than cracking yeah. open a can or popping the top off, you know? Yep. Folks have to figure those things out. I mean, it's you can't you, you can't rely on that on that big machine because yeah. it's oh, I know. It's constantly changing. Uh, there's a couple other points that I, I kind of wanted to hit on that, you know, Luke was kind of rambling there. Mm-hmm. And he was, I mean, he was really getting after yeah. it. Yeah. You know, he threw a lot at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. I felt a little like, woo, yeah, okay. It got dark real quick there. Um, um, but that last one, it opened up with Tim, and he worked in that little Papa John's thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. Years ago, he interviewed the Papa John's guy before Papa John's got woke and they kicked him out. Mm. Okay. And uh, they asked him, you know, why does Papa John's pizza taste different? He goes, well, because our, just like the slogan, our, our ingredients are better. He goes, what are your ingredients? They're the same as everybody else's pizzas. He goes, no, we only use skim milk, tomatoes, and shred, you know, like just regular stuff. cheese. Yeah. And then Tim's like, oh, that, well, okay, whatever. So him being him, he, he researched it. And like, for example, Pizza Hut puts Splenda in their, their dough, mm. in their crust. Mm. Huh. And then if you look at what Domino's does, there's just a list of all those weird ingredients and, and names and chemicals that you can't even pronounce. Yeah. Mm. And that's what he was getting at. I had uh, Domino's on the list for a sponsor, so we're, we're losing them. Except now. for Domino's. Except for Domino's. They're really good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Papa John's didn't? No. Papa John's was just very basic. It they really had, was. Yeah. They had like six ingredients. You know? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Luke countered with, yeah, and your body can't process that, and it causes inflammation. And this reminded me of another journal I read too much um, that, that I just happened to remember, and it was talking about cancer and colds and this and that, and it's pretty much all just inflammation and yeah. your body not being able to handle it. Yes. And so if you're just eating processed shitty foods, 
you're going to get inflammation here, there, or wherever in your body, and you better hope that you're eating enough good stuff that your body can handle that. And mm-hmm. you might go to the doctor, and they'll probably give you a prescription. They'll Although, cause more inflammation exactly. somewhere else. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> maybe not, but just saying yes. Right, but uh, once again, like this all just works into itself. Mm-hmm. And if you do one good thing, something good comes from that. But mm-hmm. if you start going down the wrong path, you know, relying on – the grocery store. Okay, mm-hmm. now since you're relying on the grocery store, they're feeding you terrible foods. That's going to cause inflammation. Now you're sick. You know, like yeah. this all kind of plays into itself. And a grocery store is like anything else. I mean, you got choices. Right. You right. go in there, there's there's a lot of good choices. Sure, of course. And there's a lot of crap choices. Yeah. So, you know, you just kind of figure that yeah. out. And again, who doesn't like some crap food? But I mean. I do. I right. mean, those on an we're not podcast. acting like I we're all health Solano. nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ranch. Yeah. Um, anyways, but wait, when did this in? garden, when did this um, cool website come up and when did we need to start registering? I think just a few weeks ago. So it's super new. Yeah, super new. Um, and yeah, it's it's got a couple of wow. its own websites, web pages on the USDA's.gov. Just go ahead to the People's Garden Initiative and just check it out and give give the government all your information. Is there a charge? Is there a fee? Like, you know, like. Not yet. Okay. No. They so there's just, not they, like a stamp like for the deer. It, what I, it really I, sounds <laughs> like is um, in the farming world, and again, a lot of folks listening to this will know, you, you have the uh, option to report yields every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get like letters, you get postcards, whatever. You have to fill these things out. You send them back in. The USDA mm-hmm. collects this data, and then they decide here's what the average yield is across the U.S. on X crop, on X grain, whatever. And right. then they kind of use that per- to predict things. And I think there's a lot of da- a lot of really good data that comes from that. But just like anything else, there's a lot of um, corruptness that can come from that data. You can use sure. for a lot of bad things. So a lot of farmers, you know, that that I know very well either just don't fill those things out or they bullshit them mm-hmm. because they're like, they're not going to know what my yield is because that's going to affect the price that they're going to get as yeah. an example. Oh. Like if there's an over an overabundance, you know, these kinds of things. So it feels to me yeah. like that's been the big thing that's always been going on in mm-hmm. food production. And now they're kind of, they're kind of applying that same type of thinking to the homeowner and the small gardens mm-hmm. and they, trying to trying to collect that data. Do they really think people are going to register their gardens? I'm sure people so are. So this is a whole other part of this conversation, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> which we're going to we're we're going to run out of time, but to touch on it is what are so I said in the beginning, to me this topic is personal liberties, what are we required to report on? What are we yeah. already reporting on? Mm-hmm. And so what you just said, do they think people are really going to report this? And how many things are we reporting, are we self-reporting on today Mm -hmm. because we're afraid that we're going to get in trouble if we don't? It's a lot of things. For instance, what? Example. Registering your guns. Registering your vehicle. Yeah, your trucks. Yeah, you know, paying... Paying for your license plates. Okay. Paying for your tax on the barn you just built. Yes. Whatever your, property your shed. Tax. Yep. Yeah. Did you did you tell them that you just put that building up? Mm-hmm. Uh, because they don't know, but you're required to report it. Okay. Because oh, you owe taxes. Yeah. Even or are you just waiting until they show up and see it? Yeah. I mean, there's a hundred of these things that you could that you could actually think about. We that, just got popped by our HOA. They're like, oh, I think you might have a leaky water main. We're like, no, no, we're fine. I think. Like, well, you just used a bunch of water. Like, well, yeah, we just filled our pool. Oh, you got a pool. We'll mm. just write. She even said that <gasps> on the phone. Oh, we'll just write that in right here. Boom. Oh, like, yep. God damn it. <laughs> See? She it's like, gotcha. yeah, this is, this yeah. is the thing that, that we we have all become accustomed to because it's just a normal thing. That's true. We okay. report all this stuff every single day, every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just another one yep. where it's like, oh, yeah, just report this. It's no big deal. Like, just send it in. You know, you're just gonna, it's going to cost you a little bit of money eventually. But You're going to get a sign. Otherwise, you know, you, you're going to – you might get a visit from an authority and, and nobody wants that, you yeah. know. What is – there going to be a gardener authority – Stomping through well, the like a home inspector, you know, that might just be something thrown on a home inspector's code, inspector, code inspector's yep. plate. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. be sure to check out their yards and their window seals, see if they have a garden. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> check yep. out the lighted areas because yep. they're 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 bypassing, uh, you know, sales tax or whatever mm-hmm. for this, you know, because they're doing this, and we need to figure out how we can collect that. 
I think the the government, you know, is trying to expand. Like that's its purpose, right? To expand and grow and feed itself. And a quote that I heard from an accountant, and it makes a lot of sense, is like people get so bent out of shape because they have this misconception that that money is theirs. Mm -hmm. It's not. They might have earned it or they worked for it and they get awarded it, but that's the government's money and they're allowing the people to have some of it. Mm -hmm. And that's how I think they view your tomato garden. Those tomatoes are actually the government's and they're allowing you to have that. That's kind of the dark side, the (laughs) feeling I get from it, you know, and that's not what you want. It's not what you want to hear. But I kind of get the feeling like that's how they view your garden. Right. It just seemed a little crazy to me. It just doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it seems like, it seems wow. crazy. But I think if you step back and you think about all again all of the I other see, things that yes. we do, like if you really thought about it, mm-hmm. you'd be like, man, that's a little crazy too. Yeah, you know? true. Like everything has a purpose. Every you know everything. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things like money needs to go to certain things. Roads need to be paid sure. for. All these kinds of things. We all use it. Yeah. Uh, but man, you know, some of this stuff, like someone just legally trying to take care of themselves and their family and not stepping on anybody's toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, why do I got to go down that path? Uh, you, you know, in the early, real early in his rant, there's one point that I kind of skipped over that I, I wanted to bring up because I just thought it was fascinating. And he was talking about how all these sugary foods and over the top, you know, foods are are really unhealthy for our kids. And there's chemicals and all this other stuff in these processed foods that are just proven bad for you. But you're exactly right, Ben. You have a you're right to choose. You don't have to go to the mm-hmm. grocery store and buy sticky buns and Mountain Dew and the new bluish green Mountain Dew. You don't have to mm-hmm. do that. But that stuff's really good, mm-hmm. and I like it, and I enjoy it. Yep. So I eat a lot of it, and then I yep. get hooked on it. You know, and there's yeah. chemicals in that, that right? That keep you hooked and yes. keep you coming back. And he, and a lot of those processed foods are illegal in other countries. Mm. Just straight up, not even allowed to sell, not allowed to put on the shelves. And it reminded me of a story that uh, WNBA player Brittany Griner, who's still in jail over in Russia, and when she got off the plane, they searched her bags. She had vape pens. Mm-hmm. In Russia, those are illegal. Those are considered illegal drugs. And she's but like, they're not here. Not here. Oh. And I and of course the the rhetoric and the national thing is, see, Russia's bad. Russia's bad. United States, we're free. Freedom, freedom. We're the best. Russia's bad. Like that's what we're told, and that's what we're just mm-hmm. don't question that. Mm-hmm. And then stupid me, I have the thought process go through. You just kind of flooded through my head. Okay. I think that also says something um, that vape pens and that stuff, the uh, government like Russia is like, we're not going to let our people put that stuff in their bodies. That is terrible. That is straight up poisoning them, their heads, their minds, their muscles, everything. But here in the States, every gas station has them. You're mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's – you yeah, know, something's like, off. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> you know, like I, w- I want to have the freedom to be able to do vape pens. Don't get me wrong, right? Um but I think it also says something to where not only are they just legal in every freaking gas station in America, it's just totally cool and part of the fabric. And, and our big WNBA players think that you should just be able to take them anywhere you want mm-hmm. and just have them, you know, and other governments are like, oh, no way would we ever yeah. subject our people to something like that. Yeah. It's tyrannical as bad Russia. Yeah, which is pretty crazy with yeah. the stuff that they are willing to do. You know, yeah. And, and yeah. if you compare it, you're like, what? What is They can't the... do this? Yeah. So that's that's where I come from with a lot of this, Ben, is uh, you like to know the why and mm-hmm. make sense of it. And, and I, I just try and find the, you know, there's there's got to be, there's a connection there. Mm-hmm. And what side are you on? And I feel like there's always a gray area that, I kind of fall into, uh-huh. you know, you got to see both sides and what's happening. That's and, the thing. Yeah. You and to me, the bottom line is it, it, it comes down to money. So there, there mm-hmm. has to be some kind of monetary motivation, like certainly control. There's definitely control out there, but it's control because you want control to have the money. That's mm-hmm. what it, what it always comes back to. Cause that's, you yeah. know, they, they well, need that. Certain companies need this money. And if you're growing it, then. You don't think They're it's not, right? Like you don't think so it's bigger than about? money? Like I mean, that's what this Luke Rudkowski was getting at. It's bigger than money. This is a globalist agenda trying to control a population, the size of the population, and the population itself. Period. Yeah, I think like personally, I'd have to. I, I definitely would have to think more on that. 
Um, but I, for me, like my current state of mind is it, it is all about the money. Sure. It, because the money is the power. Yeah. And, and who, who controls that controls everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever's, who whoever's in charge has yeah. the most money. Yeah. Um, and if it, you know, if it costs X amount of money to live, then yeah, it costs X amount of money to right. live. Right. You're just removing it one step. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're controlling the end means of the dollar bill, yeah. not the tomato yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Right. All right. Yeah. True. I don't know. It's crazy, man. It is. It's a mad world. <laughs> Good topic. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. When you brought that up, when you were, when you said you had come across the garden thing, I was like, what? I know. Man, we've been growing gardens. Like, it, I, I can't remember when we weren't growing gardens. And I'll they, sh- they want me to tell them what I'm growing. Like, yeah. I'll <laughs> shoot you the link so you can go ahead. And <laughs> so yeah. we can register. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we will. Yeah, sure. All right. Yep. There we yeah. go. Yep. We'll I'm getting know. on it right away. And I did see your neighbors had a really big garden in their backyard. I'll be sure to stop by their door and make sure that they get Dude, a sign. And that's the thing. It's everybody <laughs> around here, you know. <laughs> You're going to put a flyer in their door? <laughs> yeah, what? here you go. Well, the people's garden sign. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. So they'll know where to put them on that map, the website on their map. When right. those government vehicles start <laughs> showing up oh, and shoot. knocking on doors oh, like, no. hey, I, see, I just saw something in your backyard there. Let's go check that out. Yeah. I'll be like, I'm just trying to do my part. Be a good <laughs> Stuff is going to change around here. I can guarantee you that. Oh, man. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> boys. Yeah. Well, this was very, a good one. Very interesting. Yeah, we got, I mean, there, gosh, there's so many other roads we can go down with this. Uh, and Let I'm us sure know what will. you think. Like yeah. we've said the last few. Yeah. If we uh, have any sure. comments or. Yep. Uh, yep. I mean, this was kind of set up to stir the pot, if nothing else, make people aware of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and I I don't want to, you know, piss people off or make farmers think I'm against them. No, I'm no. a farmer myself. I'm from farmers. But there are powers at play here mm-hmm. that are, you know, I don't, nefarious, you know, I don't think yeah. they have our best interests at heart. Yeah. Agree. Right. All right. Yeah. So um, check out all the uh, where, wherever you're listening, whatever the app is. Yeah. Spotify. Go in there. Do the Apple. ratings. Yeah. Do the reviews. Anything. Yeah. Still the the offer still on the table. Free T-shirts. There we go. Put uh, put your review in there. Shoot us an email. Ben at farmfocused f o c u s e d dot com. Let us know what you think about it and that you did your review. We've already sent out a bunch of them, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's it awesome. Is. Yep. It's nice to hear from you people out there that there are, <laughs> are a few that crickets people listening. Actually, people no, are kidding. actually listening to what we're doing. We have yeah. more than a few, but no, yeah, it's good. It's no, good. I, I would like to say thank you to all of our listeners and followers. It, it's been awesome. And to, to hear back from them. Yeah. You know, that mm-hmm. it, it's pretty cool that we're able to share some of these topics that I don't think a lot of people are aware of mm-hmm. or thought twice about. Yes. And some are just funny. You know, mm-hmm. it's nice to just get lost and you know listen to some old country boys out of nebraska <laughs> yeah. yeah as always it's just common folk there stuff there we go man. yep cool all right well if you guys don't have anything else we'll uh sign off we'll let burgett play this one out all right. later peace all right